Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Al-Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Empower to Grow. And this is our uncharted discussions. As you know, we can never stop at just one episode. So we have to keep going because there's so many things that bubble to the surface that we just want to address. I still have my lovely friend, Rania Abdel Ghaffar, with us today. And she's the happiness educator. But more importantly, as we were addressing everything in, in the first episode, and we were talking about emotional intelligence, because that's what she specializes in and works on. She has a great initiative that she's working on these days, and I wanted to kind of touch base on it. And it's Educate for Happiness, is it? Yes. And I just, I love the name, of course, and uh, I want to know more. What's Educate for Happiness? Uh, If you look uh, for the definition of education, it will tell you that uh, education is providing a person with the knowledge and skills that will advance him towards his own well-being and happiness. This is the this is the role of education. Yes. Okay. Theoretically. So, <laughs> theoretically. theoretically. And education has come to a point where it's doing exactly the opposite. Yes. All right. That's because right. education, of course, is not just the academics. Yes. All right. Education is everything through schooling system, through uh, academics, of course, through extracurriculars, through your in even the life education, the raising up. All this adds to who you are. This is the way you get edu- educated. Even your mistakes are a route towards your own education. That's true. Um, so we are using this theoretical definition and trying to uh, get, you know, make it a reality. Using the truth of education mm-hmm. to bring people to understand themselves and um, you know, build their own capacities, their knowledge, their skills towards being productive in their life. Mm-hmm. And so we are providing info, knowledge, um, and in certain in a certain phase, we're going to provide training. Okay. So that they build up their own uh, capacities towards their own well-being. Okay. And we're going to provide in a further phase, inshallah, areas where they can produce because the productivity uh you know uh, equation is input process output this is how you produce so we give them the input resources of knowledge and skills we we help them with updating their own uh, processing uh, systems Mm -hmm. which is the multiple intelligences that i told you about before it's how you process the information and what makes you actually unique and then the output we are trying to provide is a place where or environment where they can produce um that's for happiness we are trying to provide them with education that would give them the productivity which is happiness because in my um in my field i define happiness with productivity okay If you are productive in your relationship, you become happy. If you're not, you're unhappy. 
if you're productive in your work and something that you love doing, you know, mm-hmm. because the utmost productivity, the flow comes when it is something that you love. Yes. So if you are, if you are reaching the, your ultimate productivity, that will need you to be working on the thing that you really are able to do and that you love doing. Okay. I have to stop you here. So I understand productivity when it comes, as you said, to work because there's an output, whatever it is, that output, whether you're service-based, product-based or within a certain uh, framework, but how could you be productive in a relationship? That's a beautiful question. Okay. A relationship, as we said, is two people. And there is a bridge between the two people, you know, they are two independent entities where Mm -hmm. there is a bridge of moving forward and backwards, you know, we're giving, giving and taking, giving and taking, taking and receiving. Yes. That's that's productivity. Okay. In order to give just a one way path, you need to be productive input process output. The same way goes there input process output you know what i mean of course without this sense of codependence or you know no you're standing you are two people where there is a cycle of productivity going whether through communication whether through through service whether through and i love languages yep (laughs) and and communication and service can be verbal emotional mental spiritual you know, so as long as you have this bridge functioning well, paved well, things going and coming, finding that that person has a role in your life or adds flavor to your life that makes the process even nicer, the more productive you are in your relationship, the more things are going and coming, things are going and coming. So from that perspective then, an unproductive relationship is the one that leads to the relationship diminishing, whether that be um, a romantic relationship, a family relationship, or whatever, a friendship, a work relationship. That's where the input process output are not being synonymous with, with, with a, I don't know, between the parties or, or coherent or synergy, there's synergy between them. That's then there's um, kind of a disruption in the process there. Definitely. A cell is alive when it's productive. How do you know that a cell is alive? It keeps producing. It gets it's alive. not producing, it's dead. If it's malproducing, it's sick. Yep. Something's wrong with it. Yep. So the same goes for everything in life. A relationship is alive when it's productive. If it's not productive, it's dead. If it's malproductive, if they are actually uh, uh, hurting one another, Hmm. it's sick. You see? And there is another part where you might think you're productive just because you're outputting. Yeah. But maybe you're outputting something that the other person cannot input. Yes, exactly. Or cannot process. They exactly. are taking it, but it's just like it's, they don't okay. know what to do with it. <laughs> okay. And they put it aside. Yeah. It's not fulfilling them. They cannot use it. So until you find this productivity cycle between the two parties, between the two partners, between the two relatives, it's, it's just a title rather than 
a true relationship. And believe it or not, there are so many titled, you know, um, interactions called relationships. That's, okay. Yeah. Wow. So that, that's powerful. That's what I'm saying. If you are productive to the utmost capacity, that means that you are giving what's needed. It's being processed. You are taking what's needed. It's being processed. You see? So if you do that in a relationship, it's a happy relationship. If you do that at work, it's a happy work. But if that's, a that's why everything, yeah. it's an equation for everything. If you're productive in your sports, mm -hmm. you know, you're doing your best. You're, you're really productive in it. You're, you're happy in this sport. Okay. So for me, the way I have put it in my career design is that happiness is life and life is productivity. So happiness is productivity. Okay. okay. So um, let's go back to educate for life, uh, educate for happiness. Yes. So we are educating people on the input resources and skills and on the skills of processing and updating them. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And trying to sustain this uh, update and sustain those skills. And we are helping them with the output. Okay. okay. So um, a very um, dear part to my heart mm -hmm. is the senior part of Educate for Happiness. Yes. Because everybody's trying to uh, help and uh, develop and train and uh, uh, empower the small people, you know, the, the little, uh, the, the youth. Young, the young ones, young the younglings, people. yeah. And then they are trying to do the same thing with those in the market, okay, uh, having jobs. So they're giving them trainings so that they produce at their job. Mm -hmm. But once you're out, you're out. Once you're out of the job, you're out of life because you're out of the cycle of productivity. That's you see, it all, it's all aligned. Yeah, sure. So what happens is once you're out of the track of productivity, of the general productivity of the society and culture, you are set aside. You're not productive anymore. So what happens? You die. Happiness. Your happiness diminishes and you're you or life metaphorically die yes. your mental health goes down your emotions you get into some a lot of people get into depression because they they were not equipped that's also another part of awareness and preparation senior preparation after six years old you will still have the info you will still have the skills you will still have the capacity to produce Yes. But you were, you will be, uh, you know, uh, cast aside. Yeah. Okay. You will be told that you're no longer needed. Not only that, you cannot function anymore. So although you are actually functioning, and believe it or not, uh, there has been so much investment in you, whether personal investment or uh, work investment, maybe. You have invested in your own self-development 
And maybe the company has done the same thing. Maybe the government has done the same thing. And all this incredible treasure investment just goes at a standstill suddenly. Yeah, just when it's really cooked, you know what? Boom, out. So the point here is how to prepare seniors even before they become seniors, because awareness should start, the preparations should start before. It's how to prepare them psychologically, mentally, uh, physically, spiritually, okay, for this transition and how to be able to provide them with the education and skills and updates that would sustain their productivity, although it is transferred elsewhere. Maybe, yeah, maybe start their own business, maybe collaborate in between them, among themselves. Consult, advise. uh, Exactly, start building their own consultation business, whatever it is. Even we are we are thinking of um, maybe this is this is actually uh, giving you tips into <laughs> things that we haven't started yet. But let me just say that we are trying to help them um, by helping them with the input, with the processing, and with the output. And uh, inshallah. Some people are getting really enthusiastic about the idea. That's amazing. Yeah, and uh, the seniors that I have collaborating with me are so intrinsically motivated. You know, they are willing to ride the train, uh, drive the train, be the tracks, you know. Because because you're tapping into something uh, that that is fascinating, Rania. Now... We, again, that's part of the conditioning is you, you're a child, you go to school, you grow up, you, uh, you go to university, you get married, you have kids, you work, 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 you retire, and then the kids need to start taking care of you. And, and it's that, you know, it's that kind of life cycle that just really breaks you in the middle, beginning, at the end, and you kind of feel, I don't want to be dependent. I have been independent for so long. And, and you are shunned, as you said, you're shunned in that way. And especially like, I, I know I've seen it with a lot of people. It's, it's, they get to this point, am I, am I still useful? And one of the fascinating things for me was um, when I was reading about Ikigai, and I'm sure you know Ikigai and the Japanese concept of the purpose of life, is, is their revelation that the Japanese language has no word that translates to retirement really because they don't retire and that's why the ikigai it's that sense of purpose that sense of life it's why they have blue zone of you know the people that are over 100 years old and they're still active they're still productive that's exactly what they were doing is they could transition out of a job into the garden into community into service into doing something that they still feel like there is a reason to wake up tomorrow there is a reason to get out of bed there is something to do every yeah. day. And that, and we all know that when you're productive in that sense, you're productive that you want to take care of your health, you want to take care of your wellness, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, and you become more productive because you become a source of happiness and of wellness and of wanting to disperse this energy around 
and more people could get that triple impact effect from everyone. So I love your initiative. I love it. And you're you're describing a battery, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, truly, because you fill up and you have your power and you're giving out. Mm -hmm. So until you're full, you're not a happy battery. And until you're full, you can't really help other people. No, you can't charge anyone else. Yep. Exactly. Um, let me touch base on one point here that is a point that I really talk about in my lives. It's handicapping elderly people, handicapping seniors under the title of love and respect. And that's not only done by work, by letting them, letting them go and saying, you know, you have done your share, so you can now relax and rest. It's also done by their kids. It's also done by the culture. It's also done by the way we raise one another up. And handicapping is, is putting, setting limitations on them. That's, that's yeah, I mean, if they want to go get themselves some water from the kitchen, why do I tell my father or my mother, no, sit, I'm going to get it for you. I understand it's out of love and respect, but what are you actually doing to them? You're telling God, them you're incapable of doing it yourself. Not only that, even if they take it, by the way, sometimes they raise us up to do that. Mm-hmm. But what you're actually doing is God created the legs to move, to provide for oneself. If you're not giving the legs that opportunity, the legs won't function when you want them to function. And then you will really feel old. Okay. Physical, mental, emotional, physical, mental, emotional. And you go into that loop. Instead of empowering people, you are handicapping them. So the question would be, so Rania, you wouldn't respect and you wouldn't love your parents and you wouldn't go get them the stuff. I would help them. I would facilitate for them their own self-provision. Hmm. And believe it or not, sometimes it takes more time and effort. Remember those times, even with our kids, you know, when uh, uh, your spouse or the culture tells you, go study with your kids. Yeah. And you say, no, no. they should yeah. learn it their, <laughs> their way. You know, yeah. does that mean that you're that. leaving them or letting go away with it? I, I'm telling you, I used to sit in my bed and, you know, do like this. Because... <laughs> I know that most probably tomorrow they're gonna get a big zero, all right? And that was one time. Another time was instead of teaching them, I would ask them. And I remember my kids were very upset with that way because the way some of their friends were taught by their parents at home was, you know, sit there, I'm gonna tell you, you say it, uh, repeat, repeat it. yeah, it's the repetition and yeah so I would hold the book and say okay so tell me why so and so and you would have this look and mommy that's not underlined yeah that was not that's not underlined for the test <laughs> you know, like, okay that's not what we had what we had to do right now yeah exactly so what I, I used to say was although I was losing more time more time, more effort, more energy, okay? It's not the easy way. No. People think it's the easy way if you don't 
uh, teach your kids the way everybody does. No, it's actually, you are facilitating, you are empowering them. Yeah. You are giving them the tool. Yeah. You know, I, I do that when with you, our son now. I mean, we've got the virtual schooling and stuff and he comes and tells me, mommy, I need your help with math. Have you yeah. done it? Uh, but I know you go, you watch the video, you, you need do what you need to do. And when you're stuck, you tell me exactly where you're stuck and I can support you. Very good. If you haven't tried. I'm not going to just sit and, and just explain it to you and make it that way. Live instead of you. So he's not happy about it, but, but he's getting it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So this is the idea when your parents are outdated, when it comes to technology, don't just grab their phone and do it for them. I know it will take you half a minute, you know, 15 seconds to do what they're asking, but believe it or not, they are getting handicapped because every single time they will need this, they will think they can't do it and they need you. Okay, so you need to give instead of those 15 seconds on your own, give 15 minutes. But you're doing it once and for all. And then maybe the next support is going to take five to seven minutes and then it's two to three and then they can do it by themselves all the time. And maybe they can get into the process of updating themselves. Yes. You see, so all those cultural, social uh, value systems that are actually put under the name of love and respect to actually handicap certain people and certain circles. You know, uh, we need to really, really uh, be aware and work towards modifying and clarifying and reforming and showing love in other ways. Showing love and respect in other ways, not stepping into their shoes, doing their business, and then stepping out to do your business and leaving them feeling dead. And I I love that because that actually, it's not just about seniors. It's not just about specific group or children, even it's, it's about all of us. As you said, it's, it's about reconditioning what the, the, the foundation that we have been placed on. And that's why I'm very passionate about the the topic of self-empowerment. So, and, and, you know, like my slogan is empowered you empowers others because understanding that, yes, I can support you. I can coach you. I can guide you along the way, but I don't need to be there all the time because you need to establish your own motivations and your own style and your own um, empowerment um, pool of arsenal of tactics of strategies. So you can move on and do this not only for you, but for those around you. And then they can go out and do this. I I love the concept of the sprouting of the idea. And I even say to people like, you don't have to keep working with me. You will outgrow me at a point in time and that's okay. Go and find someone who takes you to the next level or to a different level or address another area that I'm not, you know, equipped to to support you in. And that is empowerment for me, is, is being able to get the get the guidance, get the seeds as we were talking first, and and then feeding, nurturing, growing those seeds yourself, and then you can take it on from there. Beautifully put. I love this empowerment pool. That's a very nice. Yeah. Um, you, you need that. You need that. You can't, you can't do it with just one thing. 
Rania, I lost you there. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah. I lost you there. But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we were talking about the empowerment pool because it it's it's not one strategy that you can support someone with. It's not one tip. It's not one trick. It's yeah. it's kind of a collection of things. There are things that, as we were talking earlier, things that address life and things that address just certain situations and things that address today I woke up and I'm not feeling it. I don't know what I'm feeling. I just don't feel like myself. What do I do from here? You know, and and those are the kind of things that, again, it does not take a moment, it takes some time. We're reconditioning decades of our life. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And that's in itself. And as with your initiative, which is beautiful, I love the initiative. And uh, inshallah, we'll, we'll talk about it a bit further. Inshallah. How I could support you in any way I can. <laughs> I need you on my uh, team. <laughs> and, um, and then we, it is about that. And that's why I'm very, very passionate about the topic. And when I thought, how can I come from a place of service? It was about that. It was about empowerment. It was about mindset. It was about business. It was about foundations. That's why I talk a lot about the house of cards and the setting the foundation and getting your seeds and all the things that could appear cliche, but in essence, they are what propels you forward. They're so true. That's true. Yeah. Rania, it has been beautiful talking to you. And it's always you. Talking to you, Hanan, always is really nice and beautiful and invigorating. And, you know, things just, as you said, they sprout. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you for joining us today. Once again, Empowered You empowers others. And you can empower those that you love. You can empower those that you work with. You can empower those that you live with in so many more ways than just doing it on their behalf. You support them in doing it on for them to do it on their own behalf love abundance and prosperity to you all we'll see you next time thank you for listening to the empowered to grow podcast for further engagement with the tribe of empowered women join my facebook group empowered to grow or visit my website www.hananelbasha.com i'll catch you on the next episode and until then know that empowered you empowers others love abundance and prosperity to you all.